you're honestly, Joe, if you're in jail and you have no access to stuff and you gotta, you gotta do some stuff, who's stopping you from drawing a naked chick. And then, you know, no one can stop you from making your imagination a reality. That's That's true. So all of a sudden you can take your freedom and they can't take your imagination. No. Then you have a porn collection that you drew yourself for yourself. And then after a while you could sell it to people, huge business opportunity in in jail. Just saying. Yeah. You know, know, it's one hand helping the other. (laughs) It's just one hand helping the other. That's exactly it. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Dylan and Joe Basement Podcasts. As always, for the past over a year, it's the same host as before, Dylan. And Joe. And Joe. And it's been 45 years to the day since... Something mysterious has happened down south. Joe, you wanna you wanna let us know what what was found? To set the scene, it's the beautiful Georgian wilderness, many parts of the state of Georgia, the state, not the country, by the way, we're in the United States, are untouched by city life. And on the side of a mountain, surrounded by a nature preserve, there is a cathedral built up called the Corpsewood Manor. It wasn't there many years before and many years after, but for a brief period of time, this artifice of brick and wood was built by a couple in the middle of the wilderness as their private sanctuary to do what they wished and to celebrate life and happiness and freedom as they saw fit. But that beautiful manor did not last forever. As we set the scene today, our story starts and ends at the manor called Corpsewood. Corpsewood Manor by the Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast. Doesn't everybody just want to sometimes just run for the hills we love her with just to avoid some sort of escape from taxes Electric bills, gas bills, water bills. Society harping on you for who you are every day of your life. Well, that too. That too, absolutely. In this case, just you want to go somewhere to be yourself in absolute purity. and uh, Enjoy the the twilight years and the rest of your life with someone you love and just kind of make your own way in the world and enjoy life to the fullest. It's kind of, uh, it's very seductive, the idea. I can see the appeal. No, absolutely. Yeah, or just, you know, you're just getting tired of watching your old neighborhood disintegrate into an urban ghetto, as uh, as our friend said. <clears throat> Why not just build a really crazy mansion full of uh, gargoyles and quite gothic-themed beauty. Paintings and beautiful exterior symbols, um, symbols all this stuff. So, so Joe, um, <clears throat> what I found is that uh, this manor was owned by a doctor. 
just like just like the ones you see here yes a doctor like a loyola loyola university graduate doctor who was, yeah so he was a professor yeah. as well as a uh, as a doctor of um i believe uh psychology or the way that yeah. the human mind works this was dr charles Schuder or uh scooter as they called him in one documentary i watched which i shut off immediately <laughs> they called it scooter. <laughs> the first one i ever watched they said scooter and odom and i go this sounds like two uh two hick buddies from up in the hills but when you change it to their actual names which is dr charles Schuder and joseph odom okay that's a little bit more uh clear on who they actually are you you think uh they ever went by chuck and joe or you think they went just strictly by charles and joseph i think they almost went certainly by charles and joseph once i got to know them a little bit no I charlie see, i i seen i saw and anything i read nothing referred to them as chuck or joe the entire time it was also joseph the whole time i can see someone named charles not want to be called chuck because kind of a weird nickname be called charlie but to have the name Joseph and not want to be called Joe, I cannot relate to that. No. And if anyone knows, it's, it's probably you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't if anyone who doesn't know, this is, this is Joe um, That's from me. the podcast. I guess Joseph usually is either a legal document or when I was in trouble as a kid. So when I hear that name, it doesn't really ring uh, funny for me. It's more like, a, oh, what's this? Yeah, it is funny no. when you get like a new job or you meet someone new and you write your name down as Joseph because it's like an official thing. Yeah, and they'll call me Joseph for like the first five hours I meet them. And I go, you can call me Joe. And they go, oh, OK, yeah, <laughs> like, wow. I only wrote right. Joseph right. because it's a legal document or it's like an official job interview. I'm not going to write Joey, but, you know, <laughs> you don't have to call me Joseph the whole time. Yeah, Some people no. are just like that, though. Right. When you're like when you meet someone who's like, my name's David. I'm like, oh, hi, Dave. And he goes, it's David. And you go, OK. I won't okay. make that mistake again. Gotcha. So name. I cannot call you hot dog for short. For yeah. David. You, so you hate your nickname, huh? And they say, no, no, I usually don't go by hot dog. It's just David for now. Go, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So I have, uh, I've learned to be very conscious of that, but yeah, so I do, I do believe it's Charles and Joseph, which is how they like to be referred. And I'll refer to him as that uh, because they're not around to uh, correct us anymore. Don't, don't spoil the story. Well, I mean, <laughs> they were older guys and it's in the eighties. So, you know, <laughs> You know, it goes for a lot of Freddie right, so Mercury just, wasn't that old. It's true. Um, <laughs> that's true. Neither was anybody really who has had a good story. Of course. So um, for specifically 45 years ago, it's 1976 when the saw when shit really went down and to just add a, a little thing to based off of my, my assistant just told me um, that uh, Dr. Charles Scudder was a uh, he was a professor of pharmacology at Loyola. Gotcha. Yeah, I know he had to do with. Um, and for those you don't know, substances. that's the study of animals. <laughs> no, it's the study of how <laughs> drugs affect the human body and mind. That's it. Yes. <laughs> you want to be a pharmacist? You're gonna go talk to Chuck. That's and- hilarious, though, because it's pharmacology, like you're raising cows and stuff. I just got it. <laughs> yep. Cows and pigs and. Uh, and little, uh, little bosses that run around uh, whatever you know <laughs> the study of bales of hay bales of hay so um yeah dr charles scudder professor of how do you want to call him you want to call him shutter scudder just not scooter i know it's not scooter um I, I think i mean if if you're giving me the option i think whatever you want to call him within the realm of scudder scudder chuck yeah. charles charlie uh i think that it's probably 
they would probably call them shutter, but I bet it's probably scudder because like that ch like the hard ch. Yeah, scudder. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, definitely. Anyways, he was he was a uh, he was a um, not a, from anyone's definition. I'm not a cry crazy guy. Um, he his job of pharmacology at a university being a professor. It just all he said was it was a good job. Mm-hmm. That was by definition. And um, for yeah. those who know him, like I said, decent dude. He was brilliant, polished, soft spoken, but confident. And uh, and these are all the things people said to him before he decided to move to Corpsewood. We'll have Corpsewood Manor built. Yes. And uh, I thought, interestingly, Georgia. as a little aside, I'm sure it's um, still hard to study pharmacology now, even in 2021, but especially in the 70s, 80s. Um, and even before then, when he first started working on it, it's really tough to study drugs from any time after 1950s when they started making them all illegal as fast as they could, even just for medical research. So I'm sure a lot of the substances um, that were psychoactive or that were like on the cutting edge of pharmacology were banned from all use and were illegal to even study. That must have been kind of difficult um, for him going forward with his Yeah, research. absolutely. I mean, to get some sort of government permission to use solicit or controlled substances of any sort they really started cracking down in the late 60s early 70s from all research i mean i'm sure that thousands of colleges were had all their assets seized because of the fact that they became on the scheduled federal drug list that that were they weren't for recreation they were being studied for medical research and then they were considered illegal for any use and then they were banned completely so i'm sure a lot of colleges had to get rid of a lot of different uh experiments between the years of 1965 and 1975 ain't that true so um i wouldn't be surprised if mr uh, charles uh scooter was one of them that had to get rid of his part of his research i think he was but i don't want to spoil would've... anything yeah we're not going to get there so um we're not going to get there you heard him folks we're just not going to get there just well, not we're going to get there we're going to get <laughs> but um but so dr charles scudder um you know i i he left his worldly possessions and decided to go south with his boyfriend, Joseph Odom. And yeah. So that's another big part of the story. It's a, it's a couple of uh, men, especially in at that time of, period. Yeah. A couple they of were people. openly gay and were in a relationship and they lived together uh, yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. Yep. Um, in, is it, was it Chicago? I believe so. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, that's why I'm so confused. Cause like, I know Loyola, there's one in DC, isn't there? Am I just going crazy? I'm not sure. I only know. I know it's Chicago's Chicago. Loyola university. Yeah. Um, that's yeah no, they went from Chicago and then for, then picked Georgia, which is a crazy place for two yeah. gay dudes in the seventies to go. I mean, it's a tough, right. Road. Yeah. If you were, I mean, it's gotta be hard even to be uh, gay in Chicago, Never mind Georgia. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. But I so, think the thought was probably where can we get a, a, a nice, area away from everybody else um for a decent amount of money we can kind of build our dream house on top of it and you're not going to do that in uh the suburbs of chicago that's just not going to happen yeah exactly but, uh, you could probably find a nice piece of land in georgia that'll do just that yeah and as as i always say you meet a nice guy named joe who, uh you know puts Joseph. it in your mouth or whatever it is and you yeah. get used to that um yeah. you know everyone's got different things and different people's things and you fall in love with a guy named Joe. We all strive for that. And yeah, um, when you catch lightning in a bottle, you don't let it go. You don't let it go. Anyone you hold on with both hands. Everyone and who knows both feet. Joe knows that's how this goes. And, <laughs> um, and as Scudder said, 
after meeting Joe, within two short years, we were living in an elegant mini castle. Beat that guy named Joe living together, elegant mini castle away from people. And they call you do with that what you will with that information. Do what you will with that. Yep. Hopefully it happens to all of us. Uh, yeah. So they yeah. actually decided to buy that land themselves. There was no home there to begin with. It wasn't with. shit there to be specifically. It's like it was just a piece Northern of Northern Georgia. Piece it was of very far away from any, from even the, the small town that was nearby. It was very far from that. I mean, you had a long drive even to get to the, the uh, property itself. Never mind that that town was far away from anything else too. So it's like the isolated on top of the isolated. Yeah. And exactly. they decided not to hire contractors to build a place out. They built it themselves. Yeah, which is, which is insane. Blowing when you look at this place, it's like this guy I, is, I can't even make a retaining wall out of fucking bricks. I can't imagine building a castle. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. And these it's guys, just, I mean, they weren't like you know professional contractors to begin with. I mean, this guy was a professor, and I can only assume that Joseph was a a, a great cook and an even better lover. But I don't know anything about him <laughs> swinging a hammer. But apparently, they were really good at it. So you got to give him credit. Yeah, no, they did. They did good. And um, but this I think this is big too. Is, We'll show pictures of it on the pod, obviously. Oh, yeah. It's a really big, they call it a manor for a reason. It's not a shack. No, no, Far it's like it. it's it's like in Casper when they go to Maine and live in the Casper house, like that yeah. type of shit. Only Casper's, I didn't think it was brick, it was like wood. Yeah, no, this one is it's partially wood, uh, but all the the, the uh, facades and like the main entrance and everything's all brick, so it looks like a big castle, like like you said. Oh, yeah, doesn't fuck around. And the gargoyles are not made of uh, wood either. Right. Yeah. They usually aren't. (laughs) Yeah. Those are. uh, I mean, I don't know. I haven't. I mean, there's definitely wooden gargoyles out there, but usually they're just mostly stone. Stone. Yeah. Stone or cement or whatever. Um, And um, it's called Corpsword Manor because not because they're like, let's just fucking make it the scariest name ever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unrelated. it was because the the bare autumn trees that were in the area were all corpse wood. Yeah. Classic, classic being born in the 20s, 30s, or 40s way to name things like so like like for us to be like, yeah, we'll see, let's name it Pikachu, uh Pikachu uh f- fucking five guys, uh, you know, McDonald's land. Yeah, exactly. You know, like no one our days can handle being like actually responsible enough to name something Corpsewood Manor because yeah. of the trees in the area. It's like, yeah, I live in Dogwood Castle because there's dogwoods around. No, yeah. you know, like you just either name it after yourself because you're selfish and egotistical, or you do something or you sponsor stupid it out. or yeah. funny or sponsor it out. Yeah, yeah, literally anything else but something that makes actual sense, like Corpsewood Manor, but. We'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah, the, the Staples Center is changing their name to like uh, the fucking uh, NFT Bitcoin Coinbase Arena or something like that. So, <laughs> yeah, example. love that. It keeps going. Yeah, yeah, it was like it's something like that. It's like uh, fucking uh, you know whatever it is crypto crypto. It's called like the Crypto Arena or something like that. Crypto.com. Yeah, that's so almost Flame. embarrassing, and I hate it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's almost yeah, as like, lame as naming your stadium the Staples Center. It's pretty like bad. Office Max Stadium. Yeah. Like, do they need, does the city need that help? Uh, no, but I think the ownership is probably like, well, we could get like billions of $50 dollars million dollars a year if we just change the name. So let's do that. 
Yeah. And I'd be like, can you name it like the Staples uh, Chicken House? Like <laughs> something more interesting than than uh, the Staples Center. Yeah, one of the worst ones. Staples. Can you add something else in there? And like, if anything, it's going to add more publicity to Staples and everyone makes more money if I have to say so myself. Yeah, then just to call it the center. Yeah, one of the worst ones I hear is the, is the old Boston Garden in the North End, which is called the Boston Garden. And then they changed it to the Fleet Center when Fleet yeah. Bank bought it. And then they changed it to the TD Bank North Garden. They thought they were being cool by calling it Garden again, but then they named it TD Bank North. And if you say a whole sentence before that, come on, get over it. Now they just call it the Garden, but it's really called the TD Garden. Yeah, yeah, I'm Still over there. that. Like, 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 can we just name things like in, um, uh, wow, talk about a brain fart. Um, uh, what's that fucking game where you jump out of the school bus? What? Is the game where you jump out of the school bus? Yeah, flying school bus, and you go shoot people. Fortnite. Um, oh my god, I would never guess that by those clues. <laughs> I know, but you know, like each area has like some weird name. Like, can we just start na- like let's name have that. some integrity as a country? Can we just start naming some shit that's not corporate based? Like, I like uh, the Chicago Bears Stadium is still called Soldier Field. That's even fine. After all this time, got nothing wrong with that. That's what I'm saying. You know, like it's name cool stuff one. like video game names. Soldier and Field. It's all everything's a lot more fun. I'm like, let's go to the T. Oh yeah, I mean, here with the T Bank North Garden. No, no, as opposed to like Soldier the Quicken Field. Loans Arena. That's another uh, one. Yeah, it has the name alone in it. That's great. But come that's on, Quicken Loans Arena. Yeah, and like the Rocket like, Mortgage Arena. Like, okay, cool. Well, like it's one of those things where it's like, it can no one can put a dollar in marketing, but it's like you're watching a basketball game and you're like, you know what, honey, um, let's buy a house or build a house in the woods in Georgia or something, you know. Like, let's do something like that. Uh, oh, my God. You think maybe we should just use Quicken Loans? I don't think anyone's ever <laughs> in their fucking mind said that. Like, let's just do Quicken Loans. Actually, quite frankly, after getting a home loan, yeah. uh, I wouldn't even fucking think two seconds about Quicken Loans. That is for that is literally for people who want to build a house in Georgia, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, it does seem insane to make such a big financial so decision bad. based on a commercial. Like, we're, like, remember that commercial we saw that you can, like, get an app on your phone and they get you a house. Let's buy a house based on that. Like, what are you doing? Who is doing that? Yeah. It's complicated. Like, why would I, it's like, it's like TurboTax for buying a house. Yeah. One, I've used TurboTax. It's still confusing. And you're like, the IRS is going to fucking come here and assassinate me. Cause I, I put a one where a zero should have been or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, you're like, buying you're not investing your entire future in a website that way. Like who is did Who's getting a mortgage like rocket mortgage. They advertise like, it's so easy. You do it on your phone. It only takes a half an hour. I'm like, you're going to make a 20 year decision in a half an hour on your cell phone. What the hell you're, you need yeah, that you convenience want, that much. Yeah. Like, don't you want some guys like I've been doing this for 30 years. Yes. This is what you want. You have no money. You want to buy a house. Awesome. Yeah. This is what you should do. And I'm going to help you do it. You go, thank you. I mean, the kind of people who can afford to 25 and make my own decisions on a $400,000 house. (laughs) The kind of people who can afford to throw money away on their phone for after half an hour, don't use rocket mortgage. (laughs) I know that. So I don't know who that's for. No. Yeah. I don't either. I think it's for suckers. I have a sneaking suspicion. It's for suckers, but I'm cynical that way. So, um, yeah, I think so too. So, um, you want anyways, they named it Corpsewood Manor, which is a great name. Um, a great name it's a hauntingly beautiful place beautiful place um great place to just store your pornography collections and of course whatever whatever suits your fancy and you are a fancy lad 
Um, and also worth mentioning that they are not just off the grid in the metaphorical sense. They were off the grid in the literal sense, which means they were not connected to the power lines or uh, cable or anything. So was the porn magazines? It, it was. It definitely yeah. was. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if we were talking, we had just this huge like VHS room. No, they had no electricity in the entire manor. It was like a true castle. It was it was uh, heated by um, oil and they used candles. Yeah. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I guess in and- Georgia, it doesn't get so frigid that you're worried about like the pipes bursting or whatever. There ain't no pipes. But there's, yeah, that's a good point. They had, they had well water the and they had no uh, sewers. So, yeah. Wow. No sewers. So were they, have you seen that picture? Uh, we'll pull it up right now. Just a reminder to pull this picture up. What medieval bathrooms used to look like? Did you ever see this picture? I don't know the particular one you're talking about, but oh, I've seen examples funny. of them. And it, I mean, it, I just wouldn't want to, I, I think I'd probably rather just go in the woods. One, it does look fun. So say you're like 10 stories, maybe 15 stories up on a castle <laughs> in, in 1280 in, in fucking Germany at Hitler's place. Sure. and um before it was him and you need to take a shit you're up you're up top can't go outside you can't go in the alligator circle you got to go now no mode. they have a, like literally like you know those external elevators on some buildings that you can see them go up and down <laughs> yeah it's the, it's the poop it's like it's like a built out room of of brick or stone on the castle yeah. to a hole that goes down this chute the poop chute the poop chute it's like a 10 story long poop chute down into this pit and then there's a servant who shovels it and brings it somewhere else yeah that's what that's what life was like back then like you would go off take a shit or piss and like imagine being drunk and like just there's like this breeze and like you're 10 stories up shitting down the poop chute which is hope you don't fall down that fucking thing you'll die it'd be so scary and cold to take a shit on there but there might be a little bit of satisfying part about you kind of like when you throw a pebble down like a a dark hole where you're like how far does it go and then you can just hear the the, yeah the size all the way down or you hear something more satisfying than that like i mean you you literally poop and you feel it you feel it detach from its from your body and then you you like 10 10 stories 15 stories I mean that could be a couple seconds yeah it's like uh when you hear thunder and you count the seconds to see yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds like a lot of fun so um i i mean i i, can't I don't know i could do that for like that. a weekend as like a novelty but to have that be my main source of a lavatory is terrible that sounds yeah terrible. i mean the thing is this the this the the physics of of smell i feel like it's still not gonna be good up there no and you you imagine you know how much soot gets in the side of a chimney i mean you gotta imagine there's some uh leftovers you think they burn that out like once a year they clean out let it all dry and they light a fuck i bet they had chimney sweeps but that's a lot different of a job that is you don't get soot on your face you get uh poop caca yep poop and pee pee yep (laughs) Arguably, the pee would probably be hard to get off like that. You go to those old NASCAR bathrooms, and it's like crusty, white, yellow, yeah, just hard, scraped like eggs on a on a pan that you don't clean off. That's what pee does. So that's a weird place to be. So, anyways, I no one's we don't we don't know we're not telling you guys as a fact. We don't know. We don't know what their bathroom is like. We're just trying to figure out what the bathroom is like because there's a lot of fluids moving around this fucking place. A lot more than just poop and pee. So that's right. A lot going on. So. So I don't know about you. I mean, 
wish we could have a poll for our guests uh, right now. Uh, you want to go right? You want to go to the phones? We can take some calls. Take some calls, go to the phones. You can call Brennan, call Chris Hatch, call whatever it is. We'll see if mm-hmm. they uh, tell us where to go to at the moment. But um, but we'll, we'll wait till next time to bring in some externals. And um, I mean, you want to let people know what the deal is, what happened here, like, and then get into the, like the story. Because we already told you the setting yeah. and uh, two people. And uh, you want to get right to the murder scene and then just start back from where we are. Does that make no fucking sense? It makes total sense. And I'm totally yeah. on board. Great. So uh, one of so these guys, uh, Charles and Joseph, although they were so secluded out there in the woods, they weren't shut-ins. They were likable guys. They were social butterflies. I mean, they came from the city. Social butterflies. Uh, they like they like to party, uh, to have a good time, and they could because no one could tell them what to do in their own castle. So they would have people from the local community or or you know friends would come over. They'd party together. So they met a lot of new people all the time and they'd have people bring their friends over there. They actually gave a lot of hunting permissions out to people in the local area because when you're hunting on someone's land, you have to ask them permission to hunt on them. And because they were so close to all this wildlife, people would ask them if they're allowed to hunt on their land and they would give them the hunting permission and then ask them over to drink some of their homemade wine later and they'd hang out and they'd meet a lot of people that way. Mm-hmm. So even though they were so secluded, they were still, uh, like you said, social butterflies. They met a lot of people there and they made friends with a lot of people in the area uh which is why so many people knew about the place and knew where it was and knew what the deal was and what the score was and one of their friends in uh late uh december back in 1982 um a couple of days after what our story is about occurred he goes up to their house and he sees um the door uh cracked a bit and he sees some bullet holes in the walls and he walks into the house only to discover his two friends, Joseph and Charles, in a pool of their own blood, as well as their two bull mastiffs have been seemingly shot to death. There's blood everywhere. The place is left unkempt. And there's no clear sign of who did it, who was there, or what happened. So their friends obviously devastated. And he alerts the local authorities that descend upon Corpsewood Manor to find out what exactly happened here in the middle of these Georgian woods in this gothic castle that was built in the 20th century. And that's what we're here to talk about tonight. mysteries that remains unsolved to this day is that um dr scudder was shot five times in the head which was interesting because he painted a picture of himself like a self-portrait of him dead uh, in on the wall of him with five bullet holes in his head and he got he died in front of the painting of himself with five bullet holes in his head yeah, and a gag in his mouth, and both a gag times, in his mouth. yeah, in real life and in the painting. Yeah. So I mean, we'll take with that what you will. We'll 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 write the story for you guys, but that's certainly an insane and creepy detail of the story. That it's he was a painter, and it's almost like he had a premonition of his own death, or maybe it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Or, but I mean, imagine being in a crime scene and looking up to see a beautiful portrait of the crime. <laughs> 
It's like, it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's pretty odd. And we talk about odd things in this podcast. If anyone's just joining now, uh, it's bread and episode. butter, really. Yeah, our bread and butter in our plate and our bread utensils. and butter is uh, the, the Bigfoots, aliens, uh, Loch Ness monster, Houdini, clown, unsolved mysteries, unsolved mysteries, drugs, fucking crazy stuff. Uh, so we're not saying birds. we did this yet. Definitely, definitely birds. A lot of birds. Um, and uh, we're not telling you what happened yet, but but oh boy. Anything could happen. So, so that makes from an interesting tale. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's the murder scene. Um, and uh, yeah, what a weird, weird, weird way to go. Back to the manor itself, because we obviously the murder is quite the mystery here. Right. Two dead. That is the uh, the song of the hour. The two, yeah. Two dead people murders. seemingly just trying to get away from society. Have some nice parties socialized people very welcoming friendly you know everyone knows their deal the town knows them you know this type of stuff and a well-educated group here but um so right before they were done building the manor they uh they added a three-story chicken house um and chicken uh, house also known as the party room yeah the first however the first floor was for chicken and food storage the right, second, but they did never have chickens there, though, which is strange enough. They built it for chickens, but chickens never lived there. Okay, all right. that's a little odd, don't you think? I've it never built odd. a chicken house without having chickens in it. But, <laughs> but I uh, never built a chicken house, period. No, no, I never have either. But if I did, I already have plans for how I'd do it. Right. Um, there's a I, cool... You might even buy chickens before you're done building the house in anticipation. Oh, likely you you buy literally chicken wire and then put a bunch of chickens in there. You go, you know what? Yeah. They need to fucking you should build a house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, but I, it sounds like uh, I know they called this the chicken house, but yeah, looks like uh, looks like the um, second floor didn't involve chickens, and the third floor also didn't involve chickens. Am I right? Really, really, none of it involved chickens. <laughs> no, no. Besides no, the says, name, it says. Or they told us that the first floor yeah. was, I don't know what this means. Trust me. I know what it means. I, I'm sure it was built out like a, like a chicken house. But it has like the, the sections where the chickens can sleep and lay eggs and stuff like that. Except there was never any chickens that lived there. It was just built for chickens to be there. And they never Wait a minute. Wait a minute. bought chickens. So it says they didn't own any chickens. by floor what was actually there. So I'm going to go down my list of floor one. Mm-hmm. Floor one was four it doesn't say built for it says was four so i think that implies that this actually was in there because i know what it says floor two and floor three were oh, okay we're four so, so they, oh, so go ahead and we know those floors were four things that were in there so i would assume right. that it says the first floor was for poultry and food storage mm-hmm. but what is poultry i mean trust me i know it's chicken but right well, po- well, poultry dangerous? more implies that it is chicken, uh, dead. That, that it's dead, then you eat it. Yeah. Okay. So we had a, f- the first floor is full of dead chickens and other food. <laughs> right. Which actually, that could imply chickens were alive at one point and then they just died. <laughs> Look, we got no air conditioning. We got no barely uh, right. running water. We don't have running water. We have nothing. Well, I think there's well water. Uh, but I think. That's All right, it. so we have, it's full of well water and and chicken breasts. I mean, like, what is this first floor? Seems about? unlikely, right? Yeah, but they, but they must <laughs> store their food somehow. I mean, they definitely had 
they definitely like they lived there full time so it wasn't like they were hunting every day i mean they must have like an ice box or something food storage so like i don't know um because it it implies that poultry and food storage are two separate things right i mean i don't store you don't store chicken for more than like a day or two anyway no you don't no very well could be that they had it it's just from what from what i read and the stuff i watched they didn't actually have like a working farm. Like they didn't buy chickens. They built the place in order to do that, but they were kind of like, they were more interested in like making their own wine, like throwing parties and stuff rather than being like legitimate farmers. So do you think if they had just like a sectioned off area with blue tape that just had the, that, that white packet under chicken breasts just stacked up? We're like, all right, <laughs> we, we get poultry. It's just going to go on this like mattress of, absorbent i don't know packets uh and then the rest of the food storage whatever that means goes next to the uh jelly beans for chicken i, I really i really don't know I'm trying to figure out no one's if anyone knows just send us an email or yeah I, I, would love us. To, I would love to know more send about us an instagram actually dylan and joe basement uh podcast on instagram just write in here and tell us we're fucking stupid and we don't know what the hell we're doing mm-hmm. um <clears throat> something like that um, cause we don't understand this first floor, like poultry and food storage, all it says. So we're just going to roll with that, whether it's live, it's not live chickens that we know that. So it might just be dead chickens, not processed. It might just be, uh, chicken breasts stacked to the roof. We're not sure, but it's, <laughs> it's a little murky, much yeah, like the murder. Un- unrefrigerated, unfrozen stacked chicken breasts. Mild be Jamaican jerk chicken. Yeah, uh, seasoned, unseasoned, old, new, uh, uh, <laughs> taxidermied. I fuck no. <laughs> it's all taxidermy chicken. Just to throw you first floor. They're decorative taxidermy chicken. chickens and uh, canned spaghettios. <laughs> Do not go in the first floor. That's the yeah, taxidermy that's, chicken. That is not for room. guests. Yeah, not for guests, not for children, not for adults. Uh, so I would wager the whole manor is not for children. Yeah, definitely not the first floor of the chicken house, though. Not child safe. Yeah, you want to just go have 74 different eyeballs looking at you of taxidermy chickens and spaghetti cans. Go over the first floor. <laughs> Scary. I mean, that is candle one lit. benefit. Candle lit. Candle lit. It's candle lit. Right. Yep. That's one benefit of being a, a gay couple who built their own manor in Georgia. You don't have to make it child friendly because there's not going to be any kids there anytime. Nope. Ever. Yeah, no. So um, second goods second goods second floor more candled candled more canned goods and so, more candles as, assuming more candles more spaghettios just maybe, picture maybe, candles maybe. are everywhere because there's no light bulbs and it's ambiance so there's candles in every part of this manner no matter what we say yeah probably just made of earwax at this point because they're running out of like resources but or chicken <laughs> or they make chickens in the candles we're not sure but <laughs> so much chicken here um but no Lots actual noodle candles chicken products so aka poultry could be a candle chicken candle right you get out of rendered fat no one said yeah no one said that poultry doesn't mean candle i'm not here to say that right like what are the what's the line for poultry <laughs> i don't know but i think we should truck truck ahead okay all right so canned goods more canned goods which means like i said spaghettios maybe now we have chef boy cranberry sauce cranberry sauce (laughs) but stops there no more no more yeah no no camel soup it's just those and then next to all those new additions to ken goods 
their entire porn collection. Yes. Which, which must have been extensive because it's mentioned in a lot of different things that I so saw. So much porn in this chicken house. So, um, and like we said, you could also earlier, maybe call it a uh, cock house. Also, oh, yeah, definitely a cock maybe house. Maybe that's why it was truly called the chicken house. We may never know. That's a really good point. Yeah, cock house. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, reminds I, me. I don't know how many chickens were there, but I know there was a lot of cock there. Yeah, it reminds me of like going to like friends, never never UMass Amherst, but like mm-hmm. other friends you'd go visit at college and you'd go to like some party, and it was the same thing. It was just a cock house, just Chef Boyardee, Skedios, and cock. Yeah, <laughs> and porn collection. Yeah, and one girl. <laughs> and, wow, and that that analogy lines up too perfectly with our story today. <laughs> 85 guys and like three girls, maybe max. And you're like, Oh, let's go have fun with you chicks there. And there's like three chicks and like a hundred men. Also known as a cock house, also known as the chicken house from the story. Yep. A little different. All coming together. And chef Boyardee and canned goods sounds about right to me. Mm -hmm. College days. Yeah. Um, So we got a huge porn collection. And as we mentioned, um, this is, I mean, it's, it's VHS days, but we got no electricity. So this is just, print hard copies and possibly Physical. hard copies but also could all no they don't say that it's not drawn like maybe they could be paintings uh, i mean he was an artist himself there charlie imagine uh, you're honestly joe if you're in jail and you have no access to stuff and you gotta you gotta do some stuff who's stopping you from drawing a naked chick and then you know no one can stop you from making your imagination a reality that's, that's true sure. so all of a sudden you they have can a take your freedom and they can't take your imagination no, then you have a porn collection that you drew yourself for yourself. And then after a while, you could sell it to people. Huge business opportunity in, in jail. Just saying. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's one hand helping the other. <laughs> it's just one hand helping the other. It's exactly it. It all makes sense. So uh, first floor, <laughs> taxidermy chicken room. Second floor, Chef Boyardee and porn collection. And the third floor is there arguably... Uh, most fucked up room so far. I didn't, you know, if you didn't think it'd get weirder, Joe, tell us about the third floor. Um, I don't know the, the breakdowns of each individual floor, but I have to imagine this is when the, the part of the story comes in where the guy has a Chicken lot color. of, a lot of LSD there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one thing because the parties, they don't have any electricity. <laughs> but they have a lot of LSD, a lot namely, LSD uh, and it'll come into the story later, but we know that they had at least 12,000 doses. So that's a, that's a couple of tanks. That's when they found their dead bodies though. So, right. So it was probably a lot more than that to start with. Yeah. We, I think it was more probably double or triple that from the two years there because but they got 12,000 doses they got all that was left over when he worked as a professor at Chicago Loyola um, pharmacology studies he, he probably he sees all them of it from there yeah he probably sees here. them before they were not allowed to be researched anymore because they the government didn't take all of it people probably said oh we already used it up and a lot of professors yeah. i'm sure took home a lot of that yeah, stuff and he, they had two years to burn through like daily parties where they would use lsd um and they were they, when they died they had twelve thousand five hundred doses left left which over they had a lot more than that to begin with right, so that's totally right um so the third room to to uh, let you know was you you'll know it was known as the pink room because everything was painted pink. 
The pink room, yes. Also known as the pleasure chamber, also known as chicken is pink. So the whole the whole chicken house is chicken colored, full of possibly possibly full of chicken. Maybe there was no chicken there. Um, full of corn and full of chicken colored things. Uh, LSD. The pleasure chamber not chicken colored usually right kind of just looks like a piece of wet paper well like i would say it's clear for the most part well doesn't the paper still have a little bit of yellow on it no that's just um that's just an aspect of it being left out in the air i think lsd is clear yep colorless older odorless like you know kind of unlike all the cool mad scientist stuff you see in movies and tv most all chemicals are colorless and odorless. That's why it's so hard to be a chemist because you have to actually know all the stuff. You can't just be like, you add green and red together and then it turns purple and bubbles up like a crazy foam. Yeah. I mean, that that is true for like probably 5% of all chemicals, but mostly all of them are colorless and odorless. Even when they're solid, they're just like white powder. It's, yeah, it's like sarin gas, um, absolutely colorless, zero odorless. anything. Then you're just dead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, most chemicals are just that. Yeah, the fascination so, comes in what they do, not what they look like. That's right. That is definitely true. So um, so that's the chicken house. And then the one thing that really ties the chicken house all together, besides the colors, and we'll talk, we've got plenty of time to go over what's going on in that room. Oh, yeah. Is uh, the Church of Satan. Another, another uh, recurring uh, revenue factor for the dylan joe basin podcast oh yeah that's we go back to that well we'll, we'll continue to go back to that well because it's fascinating them come right back into shit and uh the church yeah. of saying again i think just to reiterate before we go into the story too much is uh not to be confused with other different uh uh satan's temple and other you know names of different churches that claim to worship satan the church of satan is one of those ones that uh is actually atheistic but uh chooses to follow the tenets of living for the now and uh thinking that anything between two consenting adults is an a-okay way to be and that means a lot of craziness usually but um there's no um people who worship at the church of satan actually don't um uh sacrifice things to a imaginary demon with horns that they think is going to change stuff in their life they just kind of ascribe to that mentality um, as far as I know, uh, yeah. uh, Dr. Charles and Joseph didn't believe in any religion, like no. uh, as in deities, but they did believe in the idea of uh, getting fucked up with their buddies and uh, sure uh, wagging did. some tails and spanking some monkeys, as it were, in yeah. their privacy of their own manner. Yeah, ball gagging a person or two and sure. getting really weird about it. Yeah, getting getting weird. So, um, but that'll yeah. come into play, especially as we see the story fold out. Because people in Georgia may have been really cool about these two guys being off on their own, being nice people around the community. But the whole thing about them being two gay guys who are part of the Church of Satan and they're doing drugs and they're jerking each other off, it starts to be very unsympathetic to the local community. Even in even today, never mind in 1982, where this takes place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but, you know, everything we're saying right now in today's day doesn't, Besides the chicken room and stuff like that, like nothing seems too crazy. Like uh, two gay dudes who, you know, like LSD and built their own castle and like, you know, it like says paintings. It said, yeah, like paintings. It says Dr. Dr. Scudder, like dyed hair, like had purple hair and had a pet monkey besides the two crazy dogs. Um, before, this is even before 
he built the mansion but like mm-hmm. like all right he sounds like he's just an eccentric dude whatever like not a i don't think it's weird um no and um <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I, yeah i think he's i think he, i think it is weird but not in the way where it's like that's weird i don't want to be around that i think it's weird it's like oh it's interesting that oh, guy's like thinks a little bit boring usual than the average person. person and that's totally cool um yeah. and uh and yeah so so uh yeah so church of satan also not weird um and uh it says besides the, he definitely took the lsd from the school um yeah and, i can't imagine he was synthesizing it in his uh georgian woods no, castle there he didn't have more, the, uh, the facilities yeah. for that yeah you need a little more tech for that but um yeah that's not exactly um you know baking pot cookies I mean, it takes a little bit more <laughs> than just an open flame to, yeah do you do, you, do you know anything LSD? about it like because i really don't know how to synthesize lsd uh no I, I i don't and even if i did i wouldn't mention it on the internet if i did know what it is. Yeah, of <laughs> course but like no but like i don't even know where you start. i really don't know do you start with a plant do you start with a fucking cup of gasoline i mean like where where does it <laughs> i think it's somewhere in between uh no i i think um yeah it's basically just like the, the chemicals chicken? that chicken? people would have <laughs> that people would have at a you know, a university grade or like the Olympic sized swimming pool of having access to materials, we're able to synthesize different molecules together. And their job, um, which I assume the person who developed that had a very similar profession to Charles Schutter, because they, he was a person who worked at a university and was tasked with making new drugs, which means combining a bunch of them together and, uh, diluting them and synthesizing new things until you get you know molecules that look a certain way and you try to get a lot of the similar ones to see the differences in their reactions and the guy who initially discovered it was looking for something completely different and found out that these are the effects to it and then started to look at that more and more closely and you find that usually if you can look at the molecular structure of different um you know chemicals or drugs or whatever they usually act similarly because ultimately all chemistry is is little tiny shapes going together and they go together in certain ways and it doesn't look like that from the outside but if you could really zoom in with an electron microscope and see how molecules come together it's just like legos it's whatever whatever the, the things bind to each other and connect and how they react and they all click together like a bunch of puzzle pieces and if you can make two puzzle pieces that look almost the same they end up clicking in puzzle pieces in your head the same or in your body the same or even in uh, beaker the same yeah so i i don't know if he was really developing his own uh new drugs there at that college i think he was more studying the effects of them rather than synthesizing them himself but that would mean he definitely had access to a lot of different drugs in order to study their effects on people and probably a lot of drugs that had to do a lot with the human mind as well which includes yeah. definitely uh uh lysergic diethyl uh uh, acid there yeah yeah exactly i mean it says that it's they didn't they did not narrow it down to just lsd i mean he was yeah. a government funded scientist mm-hmm. uh who worked with mind-altering drugs like lsd um as an they, they really should add that into his estate where he's like i'm gonna flee to georgia with a bunch of money to build my own mansion it's like but if you actually added in the assets of all those drugs too he probably had twice as much money if he sold all that Oh my God. Yeah. 12,500 doses of LSD at, you know, in this, in the, again, obviously this is 1982. Um, yeah. You could probably, back then, right. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming so, but that, that's with inflation. I mean, it, it, they could probably buy a, another couple chicken houses with that money if they sold it all. Well, five dollars. So say it was ten thousand uh, doses at five dollars. It's fifty thousand dollars pre-inflation. So like fifty thousand in 1980 yeah. could buy you most of a single-family house in the summer. <laughs> I would say that probably most of the houses that were closest to him cost $50,000 or less at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. He could probably buy his neighbor's house, even though he couldn't see his neighbor house because he was so far away from all his neighbors. Yeah, no problem. Exactly. But, yeah. so, but he, yeah, knew, was, he knew it was up. He was like, I'm going to spend all my money on the house and keep the uh, the party stuff for later. Yeah, Probably exactly. The house is cheap. I'm going to keep 12,500 doses of LSD. That way I'm saving money. It's a, it's a bargain. So mm, It's an um, investment in his future. It's an investment, of investment in his future. Yeah, it's... Uh, Yep. You either have, uh, as, um, rich dad, poor man, or whatever the fuck that stupid book is, is, mm-hmm. yeah, you can categorize your entire life into assets or liabilities. Sure. You know what he thought of those LSD tablets? Probably similarly with how they lady. thought of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> similarly, how he thought of his homemade wine too. They didn't sell that wine. They made it no. at home because they liked yeah. drinking wine with their friends or whatever. They just enjoyed yeah. it themselves. It wasn't yeah. a money-making scheme. It was more of a, uh, enjoyment and, at home thing i guess yeah no exactly so um doesn't explain all the chickens though i mean it certainly doesn't yeah like i said i don't know if he was trying to create a new drug trying to synthesize chicken juice into some sort of mild-altering drug i mean i'm sure Sounds if terrible. you ate enough raw chicken you probably would hallucinate and then die but yeah because you'd puke your brains out and you'd be so dehydrated you'd start to hallucinate i can see that or some crazy fungus or bacteria would start growing on there and then like you die and then yeah maybe he's he's on the works of doing that but he obviously gets the game he's making wine and that art that was probably unless he put drugs in the wine which very possible um that was probably some good fucking wine you got a real chemist making wine they're not fucking around yeah and i mean it's not like they're um they 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 got nothing but time really both of them were no longer employed they just decided it was like an early retirement thing for both of them yeah yeah yeah, it's great. It's good for for them. So, um, did you do you know how old they were? Because I I don't think I was able to see exactly. Interesting. I'll look it so up we right were now. Fifties, right? At least. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they yeah. weren't young men, but they definitely weren't like eighty years old. Like they they didn't. No. They were before retirement age. Yeah, they're at their prime. They they didn't need uh, probably didn't need any drugs to get it up yet. Like that age, you know, like they were still still able to hold a yeah. strong a strong one uh 26 to 82 all right so somewhere in that range 26 to 82 is where 60 (laughs) is where they were when they when they they died they were somewhere between 26 years old old. 64 Um, i know he was okay yeah he was 56 when he died okay so like i said that was good that's right in between 26 to 82 so Yeah. yeah so anyways yeah so it was before retirement age but joseph was younger than him I'm sorry, I don't have it all pulled up here. I just mostly had the the, uh, the notes of what I was going to say. Yeah, but, no, no, it's okay. So yeah, either way, thinking, I think Joseph was a, a good deal younger than him, though. Yeah, so late 30s, early 40s, probably. Um, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, they both were just free to express their Satanism within the confines of the Corpsford Manor. And um, their, uh, their little forest sanctuary there was guarded by two mastiffs. Right, which I think is definitely a good idea, especially being out there in the wilderness. Never mind just being so far away from any um, 
society or town to kind of keep an eye on, you know, maybe untoward characters coming in and out. But just being that far into the nature reserve, there could be bears or wolves or whatever else is going to happen. You don't know. It'd be good to have a yeah. couple of dogs around to guard the chicken coop, <laughs> whether or not oh, there's absolutely. chickens in it. It's better than, I mean, the thing is, like, you can go out there and be like a gun hoarder, but then you're sleeping. You know, what, what are you going to do? Yeah, if the dogs got, are going to wake up before you. Bull mastiffs, um, no one's fucking going to fuck with you. Like, absolutely. They, those dogs hear something crunching leaves outside, and then all of a sudden you get like They're up. serious dogs barking at you. No one's, you're good. Like, yeah. That's and then where are you going to go? I mean, those dogs can outrun you in the woods all day long, all yeah, night long. And they will rip you to shreds. Have you seen videos of people like, um, you know, when you're like a kid. And Being you're, like, killed by dogs. Not killed, <laughs> but you watch a video. You watch videos of things that are wicked fucked up when you're a kid. Cause you're like, that's just something like people being burned alive by ISIS in seventh grade. Um, yeah, you're like, well, I, I probably want to see this. And then you realize, oh, no. yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. A bull mastiff uh, chasing down a criminal and like making him scream, you're like, yeah, I'll watch that fucked up video. There's like a phase in everyone's life where they watch that fucked up videos. Yeah. I've seen one of a dog, like, your limits. a police dog, like fucking up a convict. And oh, um, yeah. there's really like this white, white, white trash dude running from a German shepherd that just, dude's got. <laughs> It's like in slow motion this video and it's funny like some dude thinks you see the dog and he's just like oh shit <laughs> yeah by the time you see it's it it's already over bad news and the dog grabs him by the arm and just starts shaking like a shark and the guy's just screaming and there's fucking <laughs> pools of blood everywhere and it's like that's the reality of that so like it's like yeah. cool. i'd rather get shot honestly like as opposed oh to yeah me too are you kidding me hey, yeah and it doesn't just ground. do the thing where it like uh like um like a feline predator where they, they try to bite your neck, the back of your neck. So they get your brainstem and your spine. So you can't move dogs. They just start tearing you to pieces because they, they usually they, don't hunt alone. So they're used to having a bunch of them all tearing at the same time. What are you going to do come, against that? Yo, yo, come back here. Come back here. God damn it. I'll stick my dog on you. Run, Gordy. Run, Gordy. Run, Gordy. Run, Gordy. Run, Gordy. Now he said sick him, boy. But what I heard was chopper sick balls. And there's like, like you said, yeah, a female lion or whatever it is, like goes right for the brainstem. Yeah. Dogs just pick something and start shredding. Yeah. And pull it using their body. Yeah. They use their jaws, their whole body. Just oh, yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. So you just are just blood everywhere, people screaming. It's not slow. I mean, it is slow. It's not fast at all. Yeah. It's, it's very slow. slow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's a crazy town so like you're in this like it's just it's it's almost funny because like you just a, a criminal like just so bad so um it's not funny but it's fucked and um so anyway great, so i wouldn't great, mess with the bull mastiff to, great way to have beezlebub and arzen ath <laughs> they're two dogs Oh, so they named him after demons? That's pretty cool. Well, they named Beezlebub, obviously, after a demon. And then the Arzanath other is, isn't a demon? Sounds like uh, Arzanath is an HP Lovecraft character. Oh, interesting. So they were into the old uh, Cult of Cthulhu and all that interesting stuff. Yep, and then they did have a third dog, too. Oh, did they? I only knew about two of them. Yeah, no. Um, a local, it says a, a local legend. Um, do you know any local legends? Like, who could, who could this be? Uh, around uh, northern around Georgia, no. North Georgia. There's another local legend who knew some shit. 
like maybe the guy at the liquor store i don't know um <laughs> i'm sure that guy had a funny dude, that guy's a fucking legend look at him over dude, he's, dude, he's front, works the liquor store skateboards and shit like like local legend he All once shot guys. three rabbits with one bullet the guy's a legend yeah 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 exactly um that type of guy um local legend as it says said that they also summoned a real demon to assist the dogs in garden house okay so there's two dogs two dogs and a demon dog two dogs (laughs) and a demon garden this house um yeah yeah that demon must have been taking a fucking nap that night because wow we yeah yeah exactly he must have been on some uh they may have given all of them his melody but but um, I would say you just get three dogs together and you call them Cerberus and then you tie them together with rope and then they have a three-headed dog. I don't disagree with that at all. That can guard um, the gates of Hades. You don't even know where to shoot at that point. Um, but besides that, they had more to guard the mansion too. There's a lot of guarded secrets in there. A lot of porn, a lot of chicken breasts. Uh, Wire. A lot of stuff like that. They, Maybe some they, runes and some uh, alchemical traps. Pretty much. I mean, they had some gothic paraphernalia like uh bongs in the shape of uh of uh demon pussies and wow uh, and demon dicks um no just kidding um, eclectic taste yeah i know yeah yeah nothing like the old demon dick bong um to guard your house um <laughs> no um uh, uh when dr scooter <laughs> left his uh his college or his university uh Loyola up in Chicago he he took two human skulls yes yeah they had two human skulls there which is yep pretty strange Ooh. yep took those boys uh I could have bought one too by the way in Salem they do sell them yeah um, yeah yeah Brian, I wonder if people who who skulls those belong to know they're going to be sold that way though I, I imagine not you think that because you look at that and you're like oh it's a human skull and you go that was a f- whole life of yeah a person yeah, I wouldn't be comfortable uh, having one of those because I'm sure that it's not legal to even obtain human remains unless it's for the cause of science. So that means they were sold of, uh, under the name of science. So they came from like, right. the medical university. So they were obtained right. for scientific purposes and then later sold separately for not that purpose at all, which is probably not what the person signed up for when they died. No, and if I did have a human skull, I would definitely want details on it where I can respect it and not use it as like, hey, check this out. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily want that, but <clears throat> yeah, they had them there. But um, uh, yeah, so they had some human skulls and a pink, another pink, uh, you know, chicken colored gargoyle. Um, sure. And, uh, and yeah, it was more like uh, he called it. I have so many quotes from Dr. Scudder, but uh, I don't know if these are in the paper or in the press release or on fucking LinkedIn, wherever the fuck he was putting shit back then. But he, uh, <laughs> yeah, the want ads, I think yeah oh yeah 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 a lot misconnections wherever yeah yeah um he said it was more like a mausoleum uh, a tomb Mm. requiring care cleaning and endless costly repairs i believe that i I mean with all that brick work in the middle of the woods it's probably more akin to a mausoleum i know but quite frankly um please be frank i'm gonna be very frank with you right now we'll be dylan and then be frank about it I'm going to be very Charles or Chuck with you right now. Um, Chuck. When you build your own house and it's only two years old and has endless costly repairs and you don't have plumbing, electric, or water, or shit airs, or um, fucking anything. It, lights. <laughs> or lights. Yeah. I'm kind of missing where the repairs are coming from. 
I think it may come from the fact that these two guys built a castle in the woods and they might have not know what I'm thinking. perfectly good at it. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive that they even got it done and they could live there. But there might have been a couple of, um, you know, Mickey Mousing along the way. A little Mickey Mousing is what I'd call it, too. Um, I think so. Because I think that if it's two years old and you built it yourself and needs endless repairs, it kind of sounds like but missing all of the core elements of shit that actually goes wrong in houses. Like, you shouldn't be like, ah, oh, the goddamn bricks are falling off again after two years. Not yeah. a common statement. It's usually like, oh, the sink's dripping. There isn't Yeah, sink. of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the, the uh, yeah, it's not like the, um, the ice, the ice heaves on the top of your roof are like really getting to your gutters. I mean, they weren't worried about any of that shit. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. The fucking hot water heater just got all carbonated again or whatever. They got mm-hmm. crystallized, whatever the fuck, or the leaky <laughs> pipe or like, yeah, the uh, Wi-Fi keeps going out. Wi-Fi you know. or the fucking I clog the shitter again because I take huge shits on LSD. Um, <laughs> none of that's a problem. So maybe constant costly repairs means they just shit in the fucking outhouse too much and the outhouse got blown over by a tornado. I don't fucking know. Anyways, I bet it was just a so. bunch of like weather and stuff like just like there it was finding like holes and creeks and things that they weren't they didn't like seal up properly. Uh, I mean, building a place that big for your first house you ever built, like you're bound to miss things. And as soon as like major weather events hit you where in Northern Georgia, it's not like a huge, crazy hurricane area, but like you'll get some like summer storms and stuff like that. And if that hits you after you're already done building the place, you start to realize where all those holes are. And you're like, Oh shit, we got to replace the part of the roof or the room or whatever. I mean, no one wants to get, uh, cold water dripping on the back of their neck when they're balls deep in their buddy's bum hole. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a cliche for a reason. I feel like I'm retreading old ground here, but I can't help but say it again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know, but I do have a question um, before we go on our, our first uh, quick commercial break. Sure. Um, do you, have you ever heard of the story of the three little pigs? Oh, certainly. <laughs> I call it the story of the big bad wolf because I like to see it from his perspective, but yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. I lost you for one second, but it, I think it was all my fault. I'm back. Um, you can hear me, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So big bat, you call it the big wolf story. Yeah, because I, I see it from his perspective. Pigs. But yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, because each of them were basically Charles and um, Odom. No, Charles and Joseph Odom. Yeah. Joseph Odom. Um, <clears throat> in the story, one of them built a house made of straw and the big bad wolf, you know, blew that. He huffs and he puffs and he blows it down. Yeah. Down. The next one built it out of wood. A little more work than it happened. Then the third one built a house out of brick and the wolf uh, lost the game. So, well, uh, he huffed and he puffed and he tried to blow it down, but he realized he could go through the chimney. Um, and it would have worked too if it wasn't for those meddling pigs starting a fire. Exactly. Exactly. So, what my point here is, is I'm saying that uh, Charles and um, Joseph um, built a house out of bricks. They're the third pig. Unless you really don't do a great job building a house out of bricks, they seem to be pretty robust. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what happens when you get two people on LSD building a castle. They do a fucking great job, but it's it might need endless repairs due to some things that were <laughs> overlooked that they overlooked. Yeah, it seems it's like a beautiful work of art. It's, it's you could build a perfect box and have it be sturdy and last a hundred years, but it won't look as nice as a beautiful castle that needs repairs for one year. That's right. 
That's right. So on that note, we're going to our on our commercial break, and we will be right back. Be right back. gargoyles and endless repairs and um yeah do you want to get to the murders let's get to the murders yeah yeah let's get to the murders so so before we get to the murders 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 with a d not a b um, we're still not back yet though let me know when you want to start it up oh yeah okay all right we're back we're back uh thanks for letting us go on a piss break uh it was well deserved right joe piss and syrup break piss and syrup break <laughs> yep <laughs> well-deserved um so uh uh before i before i uh was here today there's there's some other podcasts i was talking about people who wipe their ass standing up or sitting down i just want to know joe where are you at um do you sit on the toilet and wipe your ass can you can you actually wipe your ass standing up fully because doesn't your ass get like all like nice and tight and it's really hard to get in there uh, so yeah, because so, I would consider it. I don't because do, I know some people do it where they they completely are sitting down and they they completely reach underneath. Where the, is the room though? I I don't know because I'll do I'll stand up, but I won't stand up like I'm a, I'm saluting uh, a superior officer. I'll stand up like you know to give myself some room. Yeah, so that's 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 what I've been doing my whole life. And I think that I thought that everyone I does that, but, but I, I recently learned that people don't even bother getting off the seat and they just start going really they, their their head must be at their knees at that point right if you're gonna really i mean how do you do it i don't understand so so i'm glad you said this because like yeah i don't stand up like i'm fucking at attention in the marine corps right yeah it's like I, somewhere in between that's not happening no one that's not that's not impossible it's not possible no, um yeah. i like sort of like squat and but yeah, yeah. some people i've i'm learning some people lean to the side. Yeah, and see, no, I don't. I'm like, I'd need to honestly. Some people do that. Then some people just genuinely don't get off the toilet. For mm-hmm. one, if you are a 50 percenter and you just lean to the side, I, I feel like I'd need a, a bucket truck, like a backhoe, to pick up an ass cheek for me to even get in there. Like, like, like I'm performing surgery and you clamps or something. Like, where are you? What do you mean go to the side? Do you take one arm over the side and like pull? You, like what the fuck i I'd, I'd fall off and have to call an ambulance yeah i don't know it's i guess when you're so used to doing something imagine doing it another way is, it seems impossible yeah and then another i wonder if there is a split between uh in between their legs yeah i was going to say i wonder if there's a split between genders or sexes there because i think that most women probably always do it sitting down because when they have when they pee they do it too but they're not they don't stand up i don't think when they're doing that i think they probably just sit down and just do it wipe while they're still sitting so i wonder if there is a disproportionate amount of women who uh always sit down so i've heard from women they sit down and i don't care if you don't have a dick right there Mm -hmm. balls whatever you have like um i think that's part of the equation you sit down and do that like what world is this that seems yeah. like the craziest thing i've ever heard in my life it's like it's like me reaching under my seat in my car to find a fucking piece of gum like i'll yeah. never find that gum like no. what no what you should do is you get out of the car you kneel at the side and use a flashlight <laughs> yes yeah, so so for you to sit th- for someone to sit down and have 
someone, someone else wipe their ass, they'd have to have two people. Like, there's no way your arm can do that. It's not pot. You can't get back there. So sitting down, if you lay down on your back, sure. <laughs> like like a die die when you change your die die and you put your knees behind your ears, and you yes. do it that way. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to go on the floor and do that, that makes more sense to me than sitting down and putting your hand inside the toilet bowl. Gross. Oh, yeah. Also, your hand's in the toilet bowl. And uh, presumably, there's still other stuff in there that you don't want to touch, but your hand's getting You're dangerously st- close. This is, a, this is a danger situation that no one's talking about. So that's crazy to me. I don't understand at all. And then, then too, so yeah, for me, yeah, I just like sort of squat a little bit, but half stand, half sit, and then just get get what I got to get done and get out of there. And I've never, now all of a sudden everyone on these fucking 10,000 podcasts talking about how to wipe their ass. And it just blows my mind how most men be like, yeah, I sit down. I'm like, wait, one of those people, they're fucking really fat and they sit down. I'm like, how do you, if I don't have room, how, how the hell do you have room? Like and just, they're, they're, there's their shoulders. This must be so like just twisted up. Just trying to do that. I geez, I'd throw out my back or my neck or I'd be bad. Anyway. So I just wanted to clarify that, that we both the same thing. Cause it's Thank just, you for it's not normal to doing else, but squat a little bit like that squatting never in the world has squatting been sitting. So if they're like, yeah, I sit down to wet mass. It means you're sitting down. Yeah. Like not possible. So anyway, so but that's why I think that there is a split there that we're not thinking of. I bet it disproportionately, if you had a poll out there, I bet that, um, more ladies out there would say they'd never stand up even squat i, I feel like I, I would need like that 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 thing you put the dog a tennis ball in to throw a dog yeah like one of those like high ally scoops almost yeah like it's like gives you extra leverage to throw a dog ball it's covered in spit like i'd need that to get that back get that far back and then you can just fling it out the window sure toilet paper is i wonder if they use that at the uh the corpsewood man manor because they didn't have running water so maybe you just scoop back with one of those tennis ball throwers and just fling it into the georgian woods dude it makes sense i mean like i had this big thing where like people put dog shit in plastic bags and they walk with their dogs maybe around corpse or manor too um and then they leave the dog shit bag in the woods or even or they put it in a landfill i'm like you put shit which is literally just earth in it's compost plastic and they, bag. They wrap it so it never yeah it's the worst thing and you, you can throw do. it in a trash can i'm like why don't I, instead of this why doesn't everyone carry a shovel with them and then just launch it like a lacrosse ball in the woods I've it would be much better for the earth. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely countless bags of dog shit wrapped up in um, non like, non compostable, not decomposable plastic bags. It's like a, it's like one of those thank you with smiley face bags that still has yes. dog shit in it from Sitting 1999. <laughs> it's a shame, really. Sitting in a landfill, I'm like this makes no sense. Just Such carry a shovel. Go to the Army Navy store, get that little fucking green one that folds out, and um, launch that shit. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So, so back to uh, Bezelbub and fucking whatever the other dog's name is. Um, Cerberus. Uh, so, so Bezelbub, uh, what's the dog's name? I don't know. I, I only know Bezelbub. I don't know the character from uh, H.P. Lovecraft. Name. Yeah, well, we're talking about dog shit. So I figured I'd start off with them to, to just, you know, get back into dogs. Bezelbub and Arzanath. Arzanath, um, gotcha. And Dr. Scudder and Joseph Odom. Uh, the four of them plus the demon outside like to have guests over for yeah. uh, to go to the chicken room and specifically to the third floor of the chicken room, which starts off. They have to go through the first and second floors, but they would go to the third floor in the chicken room to have wild group orgies. And as you do. 
and not even group orgies, just sex parties, just people just fucking putting shit in every hole everywhere. Oh yeah. Um, and um, in the pink room, this room was all pink, and uh, and it was. Yeah, I think it's the, it's the chicken house, and then it's the pink room, right? Because Sorry, did I say chicken room? I meant chicken house. Yeah, yeah chicken right. house, pink room, right. painted pink, filled with mattresses, candles, whips, chains, more porn, oh, and yeah. even a logbook listing guests' sexual predilections. And uh, does anyone have a dictionary, Andy? Yeah, predilections. Yeah, it's it's your preferences. And what you do. You have a book? Oh, so if I went to go, if I was a recurring uh, friend, they'd go, they'd open this book, find my last name, go me, and then it says that uh, I like to stick wine bottles up my ass. Yeah, that, yeah, oh, that way. Make sure we have a remember. wine bottle around. Which I think now, of course, but especially in 1982, that's a blackmail book for the folks in Georgia who come by to visit. They go, oh, we have it written down right here. Here they go uh oh, september hey, you know. 1981 he did this he likes this and well, his wife better, is going to be disappointed even better they go uh so uh governor of georgia 1981 was that's what i mean uh, it, it was um uh was it jimmy carter an 81 maybe I don't after he, nixon no, was, i don't know if he was the president or I don't know. Oh, I, Jimmy Carter, was he from Georgia? Uh, don't know. I don't know who the governor was in 1981. Oh, yeah, I got it right here. Um, in 1981, the governor of Georgia was a man by the name of Beezlebub. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Carter was governor of Georgia in Mostly, 1962. Jimmy Carter was the governor of Georgia from 71 to 75. Weirdly enough. Oh, oh, he was a senator in 62. I got you. Uh, yeah. What? What? So, so for at least part of the time, Jimmy Carter was the governor, but not when these murders happened. Yeah. So when these murders happened, it was very close to Beezlebub. Um, and uh, it was a George, it was a guy by the name from 1975 to 1983 the governor at the time of all these murders and fucking shit was uh, Governor George Busby. George Beasel Busby. George Beasel butt plug Busby. What's, what's your man? George Buggeroo Beasel butt play Busby. Busby um, chicken man put it in guy. So anyway, so George Busby may, we don't know. We don't know. Um, we're, we're neither going to confirm nor deny. There was a his local legend. Pink room. <laughs> there was regalia. a local legend who did send us a comment on our Instagram. Local legend in the 80s who sent us a quick note that said George Budsby, very similar to Jeffrey Epstein's mansion situation. George yeah. Budsby might have been in the, collecting room, in the chicken house. Um, during the years of 75 to 81 and it's a very very good way to do exactly what you said is that George Busby's favorite thing to do is to take a dead chicken head and put it up his penis oh wow how having anal sex and uh, with two dogs biting his nipples and then all of a sudden our friends here Joseph and um 
and Dr. Um, Charles Scudder. Dr. Charles Scudder said they wanted to extend their property and they also wanted to run for Senate. And they said, hey, George. Grease some wheels for us, George. Yeah. <laughs> we greased yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to grease these wheels? Because we can grease your wheels again in front of the TV. If What's you your wife going to think about our predilection yeah. logbook? Yeah. We get a little something on you, my friend, because we know what you like <laughs> at the... Yeah, yeah. I can see a lot of uh, uh, males from northern Georgia not particularly liking the idea of those two having a book with all their uh, no. sexual hangups in it. No, but the they rules might be are a the rules. Upset about that. The rules are the rules. Um, yeah, the rules are the rules. George Governor rules. George Governor George Busby, if you um, you come, no, here don't call and... him out. His family's going to come after us. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. Um, You've already the... said wildly inaccurate things about. All right. Yep. These are wildly inaccurate. And these are true. Please He's just speculating here, folks. Just he can eat... They might be true, but we're not saying they're factual. But they might be. Governor, whatever, anybody, Jimmy Carter, maybe I don't know, but just you know, we got the book. So Jimmy Carter was a nut farmer. Give us. <laughs> he was a nut farmer. So give us what we want. <laughs> Harvest that nut. Give us what we want, or else. We are going to tell you, tell the world that you came to basically the Jeffrey Epstein house of the day. All right. Let's not put that on this, these poor folks here. This bit's gone on long enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's I don't it. want to say that they're Epsteining, you know. No, on. they're not Epsteining things, but they, 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 they weren't, there was some shit. So there was some weird anyways, stuff, but there was no kids involved or, you know, money involved or anything like that. There was one. All right. Well, let's get into it. So, um, yeah, so apparently the pink room things were all consensual. It's all cool, whatever. So um, if that's the idea. Until December 12th, 1982. This is when shit really hit the fan. So mm-hmm. when Scudder... And not, and- not the usual way, <laughs> in the fan room. Yep, yep, <laughs> exactly. Not, not in the usual... Yeah, exactly. In the pink room where there's a... Because <laughs> usually when that happens, it's all consensual. But this time it was unplanned. And unwanted. Planned. Yep, exactly. Unplanned and came to a far bloodier end than anyone. Well, only be. slightly bloodier than the usual. <laughs> no, it <laughs> says far, which means that the usual blood was just not as much. So it's pretty crazy. So <laughs> the blood without the other fluids involved. Yeah. Um, so so let's get um, into it. Yeah, yeah. So Scott Noman invited uh, into their home for parties and sexual ventures. Um, and uh 17-year-old Kenneth Avery Brock and his 30-year-old roommate Samuel Tony West very much sounds like a porn star. Um, Tony West, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Tony West. Even Avery Brock does. They both sound like it. Yep, yep. Um, I think that an interesting pin to put in this that's going to help us describe like the whole idea around the murder is the fact that Avery Brock wasn't, this isn't the first time that he met these guys. No, these people kept coming around. He he knew them, and he was already over there before. He went hunting in their um, property, and he knew these guys before, which means he partied with these guys before. Yeah, because they were cool. Like, they gave out free the, he, They drugs. knew, yeah, when they invited these guys on the night of December 12th to their house, they weren't strangers. They were already, they already knew each other. Yeah. I exactly. not, I'm not sure if Tony knew them. I think he did, but I know that Avery did. Well, Samuel Samuel West is the thirty year old, and Kenneth Tony. Brock is seventeen. 
Yeah, but Tony West is what you're talking about. No, no Samuel. Uh, it says Samuel Tony West, but does he go by Tony in your story? Oh, so maybe Tony's his middle name? He goes by Tony West in all the things that I've seen. I mean, would he you rather go by Tony. Samuel or Tony? Because I'd probably pick Tony too. So I'd probably, probably pick Tony back. also. But either way, I know that they knew Avery Brock, which means he went, he was over there before, which means he probably was hanging out in the pink room, I'd imagine. Yeah. And you wanted yeah. to see what else is up. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but uh, they, he was going there because it was free, free booze and drugs and good wine too. So, yeah. Um, and uh, along with those two who were invited explicitly to the party came two other individuals who had never visited Corpsewood Manor before mm-hmm. and perhaps didn't know what they were getting into and almost certainly had no idea how the night was going to go. That's right. So do you, what were their names, Joe? Yes, I have them right here. Their names were Joey Wells, who was actually Tony's nephew. You got to love Georgia. He was a teenager, um, 17, like you said, almost 18 years old, but still a teenager in high school. And his uncle was 29 years old, Tony. (laughs) So his uncle was only 12 years older than him. And he said, let's party. So he invites, uh, well, he invites, but also says, uh, we're going. Me and Avery are going to uh, a party tonight and you're coming too. And Joey goes, well, I have a date tonight. A pretty young lady by the name of Teresa Hudgens, who's by, all, yeah, who's by all accounts, a homebody, a good Christian girl. Uh, she didn't, she had some friends from school, but she didn't, she wasn't really going out and going wild there around Northern Georgia. She was kind of like a more uh, reserved person. Um, but she really had a big crush on Joey Wells. And when he invited her out for a date, she was more than happy to oblige him on that. And yeah. she was not expecting him to show up with his uncle and his buddy who were drinking beers in a truck. And they said, we're going to a party tonight. She thought we were there going on a date. But yeah. she liked Joey so much. He goes, you know, that peer pressure thing. You, you like a boy and you're like, oh, what, what's the worst that can happen? I don't want to be lame and tell him I can't go. I'll go. But what, what kind of party are we going to here? And Tony goes, uh, you'll see. Yeah. He says, basically, you'll see. Uh, just you're totally. Uh, they didn't explain the full picture to her. And they explained uh, a little bit of the picture to Joey. But they really didn't uh, tell them about the Corpsewood Manor and all the goings on there, I don't think. I don't think they said that. And I also just thought they said, oh, you know, there's just some normal stuff. It's a party. Total normal party. We're just going to go there. And um and uh, they accepted. Well, they, the, they accepted the doctor's offer of uh, just some nice homemade wine. You know, you usually would. Hey, have a glass. Thanks, man. Some dinner um, too. They were making dinner for everybody. It was some, like a real proper adult. Well, it's like wine, party. dinner, uh, some huffing mixture, some sure. varnish, some paint thinner. Yeah, uh, we'll go to the we'll go to the uh, the chicken house and we'll see if we can. Yeah, uh, we're just gonna start huffing all this stuff and sure. just have some wine. Sounds. You know, Sounds nice to you, right? Like, just go do that. And yeah, rock. so, um, yeah, we're not really sure what, when, what really, what, there's no real details of like what really pissed off Brock. Well, I have, well, what I understand about the, the tale, which you can correct me if I'm wrong here. Probably right. Forward. But yeah. If you want to take the reins for a moment here, take and the reins, man. Take them. Correct uh, the horse as it goes. So, part of the reason why I brought up that Brock had been over there earlier is because he had seen this place and met these guys before. 
And he knew that, I mean, this particular house, he didn't realize that these guys built it themselves and they took all of their life savings and put it in here as a kind of a retirement plan. He figured here's two rich guys from Chicago who moved down to Georgia and built a mansion in our one horse town. These guys have money and I don't know where they keep it, but they have it. So my buddy here, Tony and I are going to go in there. We're going to hang out with them just like I did last time I hung out with them. But this time they're going to give us the money and that's going to be that. And it's going to change our lives. It's going to work out for us. Great. And we're going to come out of this thing rich as daddy Warbucks and it'll be none the wiser. And uh, that was their plan going in. They didn't tell that to Joey or Teresa. And I, it's just some kind of weird 70s, 80s thing of crimes of let's bring around a bunch of extra witnesses and force them into it. And you're, I guess you're hoping that they'll help you or they'll feel obligated to not talk or just the idea of bringing other random teenagers to do a, a, a serious violent crime serious with you. fucking crime man. all you're doing is adding more liability i don't understand that at all it's such a weird concept i thought it was mostly in movies but it happens in real life all the time um yeah. back then still now but it's just a weird concept let's bring more and more people in i mean we know if you want to if you don't want to get caught the less people who know about it the better bringing in two teenagers who are trying to go on a date together is not going to help your chances of robbing these two yeah, like, hey guys let's just go do something real quick like what the fuck yeah and not real quick either we're going to spend the whole night there it's a party you know yeah and then do this at the like what it's just it's there's like there's a level of like just misunderstanding that every normal person has that that's just what so yeah so they get to the house um yep. joseph is making dinner they, by all accounts he's more of a quiet guy He's less of the the uh, the host, less of the the uh, party animal kind of dude. He still likes to party, but he's more of like the reserved guy, and and Charles is more of like the 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 host, the entertainer kind of guy. So he's having them over. They go to the chicken house. They're having some homemade wine, you know. They're having some fun, and uh, Teresa is a little uncomfortable because not only does she not know this how the night's gonna go, she's also knows she's in the middle of nowhere with basically, uh, what do you say, five, five strangers. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't even barely know Joey. Who she got on the date with. Never mind his uncle, his friend, and then these two um, married gay couple in the woods. I mean, she's feeling very uncomfortable. And then she's in a gothic castle, and they're offering her wine. She didn't even drink. She's not used to this at all. Yeah. So at some point in the night, um, as dinner is being prepared, though the homemade wine runs out, they their their batches are cleaned up. They must have had a lot of parties recently, and. Um, Tony suggests to Avery, why don't you go to the truck and get some more beer? We have beer in the truck. And Charles was like, oh, that's great. That way we won't run out of drinks. We can keep having a good time. The dinner should be ready soon. And that's that. And they uh, know that this is, yeah, go on. So then Avery goes out to the truck to get the beer and uh, they keep chitter chattering. And Teresa, who's this whole entire time is trying to leave the situation everything in her body is telling her get out of here it's bad news yep she realizes that avery's been gone for way too long why why does it take so long to get beer from the truck and just come back and then uh, that's when uh, all hell starts to break loose as far as we know in this story here yeah yeah avery comes back in and he shoots the two dogs um yep real bad sign just gonna put that out there um right and also just for the um 
like just picturing the locations of the event, the dogs and Joseph are in the main house and they're in the chicken house. So it's a little bit separate. So they were undoubtedly hear the gunshots, but they wouldn't be in the same like room as that happening. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's pretty fucked up and shoots the dogs and shoots Odom. And from my understanding is that there's like the, the motive is nothing to do with anything we've ever told you so far, besides what you said a minute ago. Yeah, no, the motive I think is the motive is, yeah, is they want to get their money. money. Yeah. Yeah. They want to, they're robbing. I'm going to go to this castle, this Gothic satanic castle in the woods for money. Like, yeah, have it coming. Like, that's no matter what, that's just not a good idea. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go rob these people in the middle of the woods who, like, like, what the fuck are these hick ass fucking racist piece of shits? you know, go there and, and snuff all these people's fucking paint thinner and drink all their wine and then decide to go kill them or, yeah. or kill one of them and say, give us all your money. And then, you know, then as you know, uh, Joe, what happens? Um, I think, I think it's definitely one of the, uh, it's like a nice new Winnebago rolling through a trailer park where it's not the, it's not the matter of you hating them. It's that, it's that you have nothing and you're like, this could be my opportunity to be a rich. So I'm just going to put all my chips in this dumb uh, egg basket and, yeah, hope it catches out. I think that a couple of morons would think, and that's how it plays out for them. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, Tony brought a handgun with him, so as soon as those gunshots go off, he knows the game's on. And he puts the gun to Charles and says, "All right, show's over. Where's the money? I know you got money." And Charles is like, "I'll play the game, you know, like, I, but I, but um, I told you already." You're going to be disappointed. We spent all the money building this giant castle in yeah. Georgia. I don't have any money. We yeah. make our own wine. We have cans of SpaghettiOs. I don't know what do you think where there's money. Yeah. Doesn't believe him, though. Nope, doesn't believe him. So he unfortunately shoots him in the head five times in front mm-hmm. of a painting that has... But not before tying him up and gagging him and bringing him right to where that painting is, strangely okay. enough. Yep. Exactly. So, um, did that and shown the head five times. I mean, that is just not cool for, yeah. Like just also, uh, Charles, he brought Charles to, um, to Joseph and then uh, Teresa and him and Joey all saw, uh, Joseph dead. And then he said, you think we're joking around now? Tell us where the money is. So he had to, excuse me, see his partner, uh, bleeding out, which must've been terrible to see. And also knowing full well, there's no money there. So he doesn't even have anything to offer this guy. He just, he just trying to plead with him and say, why are you doing this? We don't have any money. Why did you shoot him? And then they, they just, I guess he just figured, well, if this guy really won't tell me, I really can't leave him here anyways. And I don't know the five times though, just seems so excessive. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. And, 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 you know, they went to that house before all this stuff happened. So I'm just wondering if they were like, these guys were secretly gay and then in their sober life, they're like, we're really not. We feel like we're mad. Like we're going to kill these people or whatever it was. Like, I, I feel like there's yeah, just some now, now I think you're on to something there. Yeah. So that, cause to, to shoot someone five times in the head and then do this and then decide that what you would call them. Cause you you're mixing up in like a criminal pathology or psychology as well of passion versus a crime of passion versus a robbery right yeah so i think it was it was probably a crime of passion they tried to cover up as a robbery or or get both at the same time because there's no way that 
I think know, it was both. These, these two guys are just trying to live their life and everything's consensual the whole time and no one gives a fuck. It's all good. But if these two people got themselves in a position where they reg- have regret or or are hiding their own egos or identities or true selves or whatever it was, then they went back there to go kill them. I think that's happened. I think that's certainly what it and we'll get into it. Um, but let's finish the the tale first before we speculate yeah. on what we yeah, think sure. actually went down is that after that happened they go search throughout the house they they leave the painting of of charles with the five bullet holes which is strange because that almost seems like evidence at that point because <laughs> it's like it's like he had precognition like uh nostradamus or something to be like oh yeah this is how so he weird. died it's, it's yeah. right here on the wall um but they take a couple whatever they think is valuable belongings along with that um the lsd that they had at the place thinking well that's worth something um probably the most valuable possession they had, not sentimental wise. And after Teresa at one point had already run out of the house, they sent Joey after her saying, if you don't find her, don't come back. And he goes and finds her and brings her back. And this whole time she's not wanting to be involved and she wants to go tell the police and wants to get out of there. But they actually end up basically kidnapping her because they know that if she leaves, she's going to tell somebody. So they had, they held her for a couple of days after the crime and after they left the scene completely. At, I think his aunt's house. So maybe Tony's mom's house. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then it looks like after that, they um, they drove they drove to Mississippi. Did you get that part? Yeah. So they stole Charles's Jeep from the uh, the mansion, which means one of them must have taken the truck back and one of them must have taken Charles' Jeep back to his mom's house there. And um, yeah, they go they go and flee the state. Um, and meanwhile, as we talked about in the beginning, their friend has showed up and has seen them, this horrible scene, he gets the police involved. The police have no leads, no idea where it's going. And these guys are on the lam. They're going to Mississippi. But in the meantime, Teresa makes a break for it. And she goes right to the police, luckily for everyone involved. And that gets them uh, the best witness you could ever want. In a case like this, usually if it gets this brutal and this, you know, clean cut, there's no version of a witness that's completely compliant with the police and wants to t- say everything that happened, just showing up at their doorstep. It's a cold case. And she goes, I'll tell you everything that happened. I know all the names. I know all the mm-hmm. events. I was there for the whole thing. So the police obviously feel terrible for her, but they couldn't be more happy about this person being involved. Yeah. As well as um, at that point, Joey Wells who was definitely, they figured he wasn't going to rat on them because they had no worries about him. But as soon as Teresa comes forward and the police get involved, he folds too, which means you have two witnesses to the whole event, just straight up saying the whole thing, what happened bit by bit. And these two guys now are, they're screwed. They're going to get arrested. Yeah, they're fucked. So, But not before but, fleeing to Mississippi. But it's just, it's such a classic fucking dirtbag move. Like, Speaking of Avery, like, what was that Wisconsin, it was on Netflix, and it was, like, uh, this murder mystery of this guy who got framed for a murder. His name was Avery. His last name was Avery. Stephen Avery. Stephen Avery. Like, he's the best. He's, it's almost like the name is just fucking synonymous with, like, dumb fucking hick who killed somebody. <laughs> like, these people, like, the Avery fucking family, man, like... <laughs> Whether they're in this story or that one, right? They, but he's but his, but his last name is Brock, though, so you can't really Avery Brock. Sorry, yeah, but Avery. But still, Avery. Yeah, it's just you're just like it's just literally like you're a 
dumb hick. Like, I'm not saying you're from Wisconsin or Georgia, which in this case, the both of them were, but like <laughs> you're somewhere there who's just too stupid to even know the difference. Like, let's go get drunk, huff a bunch of fucking paint thinner, and then go kill two people, then go flee to Mississippi after we brought witnesses with us who were on a date to go like <laughs> it's and then then just didn't think out they didn't think through one part of this entire thing besides put a rifle in a truck bed exactly you know, like, that was the full plan that's the plan just put the fucking thing in there and then just when you're ready just come in and kill people and then we're gonna get away with this and be rich yep <laughs> that'll be it yeah dumb fucking racist hick ass bitch. it's like the uh the underwear gnomes from south park it's step one <laughs> put a rifle in a bed step two question mark step three profit <laughs> they yeah. missed the middle part which is all the yeah. actual plan yeah they missed all that stuff and it's just it's just even funnier it's like if you go to a really really you any anyone who's super super unique like these folks you know um you're probably not going to get away with it because everyone's got their eyes on them anyway and it's a unique place unique house unique situation it's mm-hmm. not the right people to rob like you're just no. strictly going for this I mean- rob people or like we said get vengeance or whatever even if they did have a bunch of money stashed away it would still be a bad idea but turns out they didn't you didn't have money there so you're really doing it for even worse reasons than you started out yeah and even if they had a load of cash you think that you'd be able to find it in a house like that well i think you're hoping if they murdered his uh boyfriend then that he might spill the beans on that yeah yeah but he he had no beans to spill his beans are all um where the sun don't shine that's true yeah but anyways, when they're in Mississippi, they stop at a rest stop to switch cars and they end up murdering a Navy officer coming home for Christmas, which is not going to help the jury pool any more than you already have. No. Yeah. Classic, classic move from these guys. I mean, right down their realm of good money after do. bad. They already yeah. have done something they're not going to get away with. And they put the cherry on top, which is murdering a Navy officer on his way home for Christmas to see his family. The jury is already they're putting the noose up before the trial even starts at this point. Yeah. You're not gonna- Yeah, you, you just I mean it, you can't you really can't even dig your hole any deeper and they just still somehow found a way to sharpen the shovel. I mean They really did. Like, yeah. <laughs> they 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 hired a steam shovel. <laughs> they really wanted that hole dug deep. Yeah, it's bad news. So So um, so yeah, so anyways, they actually end up splitting up after that event. Yeah. And Tony West heads towards Tennessee and Avery Brock heads towards back home. Georgia. Yep. He went back to Georgia on December 20th. And, uh, and so, yeah, so West went to Chattanooga, like you said, Avery uh, Brock went to uh, Georgia and on the 20th Brock turned himself into police and uh, West did the same five days later on Christmas, on Christmas day. Yeah. And that's, we didn't even plan this for the podcast. It just turned out that this is the exact time of year where these events occurred. Yeah, wasn't even planned, but um, not a mystery, but their motives still sort of are. But um, yeah, we'll but just so that. you guys know, I mean, these aren't killers on the loose and whatever it is. They turn themselves in, as you heard, and uh, West was found guilty of two counts of murder and he mm. was sentenced to death. And... Brock was also pleaded guilty and he received three consecutive life terms, which became the end of a strange and bloody story of the corpse word manor murders. Yeah. 
Interesting too, because usually when you turn yourself into police, you nowadays you basically automatically get the death sentence taken off the table because they consider that pleading guilty. Um, really? Is that way. how that works? Um, I wouldn't say that automatically, but usually you can negotiate that off the table because they didn't have to come after you. So they'll, they can say, well, if I can kind of, you know, see myself through here, they might negotiate that part of it. But, you know, I, there is just no way they wanted it. I'm sure they wanted them both dead, but uh, Brock must have kind of talked his way into whatever else. I mean, life is no joke either, but I'm yeah. picturing Georgia at this time after all these crimes, they should both probably be dead by now, you know, surprise. Yeah. Yeah. I would think that they're probably dead at this point. You're probably right about that. So even before they killed that Navy officer, that's just signing your death warrant right there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So you might yeah, as well shoot the judge's daughter. If you want mm -hmm. to die that bad, you might as well shoot the judge's daughter. If you want to die that badly. I mean, you're basically just going to I don't know, bat into hell. Yep. Not looking good for you. So so there the story ends. Um, Joey, story Joey Wells never did any time for being a witness. And uh, Teresa Hudgens not only was not culpable for the crime, she was the key witness. And you got to give it up for her for getting out of that situation, surviving it, and telling her tale. Because when she went to the police, she didn't know where Avery and Tony were. They could have been pretty close by, and she could have been as good as dead um, within the time before they even put them in custody. If it wasn't for those guys turning themselves in, and Teresa talking about the whole crime, the police might still be looking for them and Teresa yeah. might be dead. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And she, she's lucky, lucky to get there alive, which is awesome. So, um, but I'm glad she did because, you know, we might never solve this mystery. Yeah. And this would have been on the Dylan Joe Basin podcast, unsolved mysteries episode, but it's sure. not, it's on the solve mysteries thing, but this does segue into the more more coming episodes of solved and unsolved mysteries because we haven't touched upon these a whole lot yet they are a lot of fun though well dylan's really scared of like people dying and death and stuff like that and i'm not so i'm glad he's leaning into the true crime shit because it's really fun to talk about <laughs> it's yeah. really fucking brutal <laughs> i i agree thank you joe for uh yeah, uh, sandbag yeah, you and compliment you at the same time. Fluffing my feathers on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, time to quick breakdown of uh, what we think. So, um, well, that's a little segment I like to call Final Thoughts. Final Thoughts. since I already did share mine a little bit. I think there's more yeah, what do you story think? that really just no one's ever going to know. I think that these two dudes, um, West and Brock, were fucked up hicks who were just pieces of shit, but they also really enjoyed their time with these two dudes who went above and beyond to make sure everyone had a good time. And, Absolutely, and they really went to town with a good time, and just and then found out that they're both um, uh, actually gay in a time where it's it's not it's it's hard to be a gay a gay person, um, and right. uh, and then they resented themselves and hated themselves for who they truly are, and then decided to take revenge on on two dudes who were just uh, you know 
they went a little hardcore with the drugs and stuff, but um, they decided that they wanted to uh, just enjoy their time in the wilderness and keep themselves, but also not. Um, but these two guys went back there and said, well, well we, we did these things and we're going to kill them for it. Um, and I think that's what actually ended up happening, unfortunately. I hear you. Because they're just I... weak, weak losers who didn't, weren't, you know, like comfortable with themselves and embarrassed or whatever it was, but that's mm-hmm. what they did. For sure. I think that um, it is a combination of both, but I think that more of um, it's that combination of crime of passion versus the opportunity to rob somebody. I think that Avery was going around there hunting and they invited him over, had a couple of glasses of homemade wine. He had a little bit of fun, a little bit of friendship. And he realized when he went home that uh, his dad was going to be ashamed of him and he hated who he was because of sexuality and said, oh, well, these guys are now my enemies. They're not my friends anymore because he's had that internal idea of it. I'm not sure how involved Tony was with the partying. Maybe he was involved with that too. He seems very likely. But um, I think they both devised a plan that they're going to rob these guys um, out of the opportunity of gaining money. I don't think that they went there just to murder them because they were mad at them. I think they wanted the money more. But when they got there, they didn't feel bad about robbing them because they hated these people for what they showed about themselves to them, yeah. which is totally against the ideas of what we think nowadays. And also what those guys thought they were like, Hey, come over here, have fun. We're not going to tell anybody. We're just having a good, it's all consenting adults, whatever we want to do. We're not going to go to your house and tell your grandma what happened here. That's not what we're about here at corpse wood manor, but these guys, they brought that home with them. And I think that's what, what describes those five shots of his head is that crime of passion where they were so mad at, at those guys for showing them a good time and what can, what the world can really be about. Cause they're so ashamed of it. And I think that they brought that to the authorities and they hoped that they could look upon the community and say, well, why, why do you feel bad about these guys? They were Satan worshipers. They were gay. They did drugs. They were bad people. And as far as I'm concerned, I took two bad MFers off the face of the earth. And one of them even said, as far as I'm concerned, they were devils and I killed the devil. And I think that they mostly use that as leverage to try to defend themselves in that time. And they hope that the community would get behind them. And I think to a lot of, to a lot of reality, the community did get behind them. And a lot of people probably did think these guys were terrible creeps in the woods and they didn't approve of what they thought or who they were. But unfortunately for both of them, Teresa Hudgens was there and she saw the whole thing. And yep. she was a regular good old girl and from Georgia. And if I think if she wasn't there, the case would be a lot more cloudy and they might even have a chance of telling their own story about how these two creepy guys from Chicago took him into their satanic cult and they had to do it just to defend themselves. But unfortunately, they brought around a witness that everyone loved and respected. And she yeah. also respected these guys because I watched an interview from the 2000s recently from Teresa Hudgens. And she said that when they were both her and Charles were both tied up because she tried to run away. And during the whole event, when they were trying to rob Charles, he looked over at her and he said, are you okay? He was concerned because he knew she was nervous and he knew it was a scary thing. And she looked over him and she asked if he asked if she was okay. And she says, even to this day, she still remembers that. And she thinks that he was a genuinely lovely human being who didn't deserve any of it. And unfortunately, even in Georgia in 1982, the court's not going to hold up against that. 
also you killed a navy officer so and anyway, yeah. that's my two cents for the case yeah no definitely no i agree yeah these were they were you know there's no doubt that these were dark two dudes who are probably kind of dark i mean hence the paintings and the gargoyles yeah. and the, but that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean they're bad people i mean exactly. creepy and weird taste doesn't mean you're a bad person i mean these guys never yeah. had one violent tendency in their whole life and then no. two two hicks come in there and they uh they shoot up the place it's just it's a that's real darkness you know yep that's you can have paintings exactly. of demons or weird kinky stuff or whatever but um just because you have a gun and you're wearing a trucker hat doesn't make you a better person just because you're not weird i think that's what yeah. it comes down to for me real darkness isn't paintings and ideas it's actions yeah one of the craziest things this too is down to haunted houses it looks like corpsewood manor is still there but it's in it's in despair big time well it was burned it was burned down so all the bricks are still there but the wood is gone that's what i'm saying so you can see the found it's like there's bits there's a big part of the found the, the whole foundation's there right and a lot of things but it's like if you want to go to a place that is that had portals of uh, you know things we talked about in the past where doors were probably open there, but um, yeah. you know Satan guarded the front lawn with the other two dogs. Um, <laughs> if you want to go to a place that's probably got some really tainted energy, this is a real good start. Oh yeah, to the remnants of Corpsewood Manor in Georgia. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of it almost all of it is still there and it's just very you know staircase in the woods type of environment it's pretty yeah. wild yeah like i said i'm not in i don't really believe in hauntings or ghosts but if you want to take me up to corpsewood manor in the middle of nowhere georgia where there were uh, murders and yeah and gargoyles and demonic stuff i mean and demonic uh, i, I still wouldn't want to go i don't even it's, believe in that stuff and i still be scared to go out there. yeah so i do and i will definitely be scared of this <laughs> You've got two brutal murders, uh, satanic cults and other things like, you know, there's there's something there's the if there's anywhere in this country that's got something going on here. So you go to Gettysburg, you've got sadness and you've got some souls that uh, might be stuck at the place of death. Um, there's is, there's thousands more. If there's anyone well, should be haunted, it should be Gettysburg. No, I know they're there, but this is like thousands a, and thousands is, that, of that, people that, violently killed. Welcome there. It was just like a lot of sadness and premature death and anger sure. and suffering and that type of stuff. This is like a bunch of portals opened mixed with murders. It's real weird, weird place. Certainly, real weird place. So that's the Corpsewood Manor murders. Mm-hmm from the episode number something 44 maybe 44 or 46 definitely one of the two i think it's definitely 45. not 45 which means it's probably episode 45 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dylan joe basin podcast and uh we will as always um see you guys sometime next week christmas is coming up things could be tight but we're looking pretty good um and uh and may your two bull mastiffs always guard you at night and don't be afraid of having your friends over for a little bit of homemade wine not everyone can be trusted but doesn't mean you shouldn't trust anyone yeah exactly and go do yourselves a favor and look at all these folks they look nice you know like you know our friends with their dogs like they look like typical people who were just you know the wrong place the wrong time aka born in this fucking 70s and it was a hard time to be to be them so um yeah you guys enjoy your mid decembers and uh we'll talk to you soon 
Peace in, folks. Peace out, folks. We just covered up uh, gargoyles and endless repairs and... Um, yeah, do you want to get to the murders? Let's get to the murders. Yeah, yeah, let's get to the murders. So, so before we get to the murders, murders, murders with a D, not a B. Um, we're still not back yet, though. Let me know when you want to start it up. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, we're back. He was a professor of pharmacology at Loyola. Gotcha. Yeah, I know he had to do with... Um, and for those who don't know, substances. that's the study of animals. <laughs> and like we said... You could also earlier, maybe call it a uh, cock house. Also, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it'd, be, it'd be so scary and cold to take a shit on there, but there might be a little bit of satisfying cold. part about you, kind of like when you throw a pebble down like exactly. a, a dark I'm thinking. hole where you're like, how far does it go? And then you can just hear the, the, yeah. the size all the way down. Or you hear something more satisfying than that. Like, I mean, you, you literally poop and you feel it, you feel it detach from its from your body, and then you, you like 10. 10 stories, 15 stories. I mean, that could be a couple seconds. Yeah, it's like uh, when you hear thunder and you count the seconds. To see yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds like a lot of fun. So um, what my point here is, is I'm saying that uh, Charles and um, Joseph um, built a house out of bricks. Um, and Dr. Um, Charles Scudder. Dr. Charles Scudder said they wanted to extend their property and they also wanted to run for Senate, and they said, hey, George. Grease some wheels for us, George. Yeah. <laughs> we greased yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah.